This is Alma the Santa. Eric Newman. Eric Hansen. This is Ernesto Perez Carrillo. Hi, this is Glenn Case. Nick Perdomo. Nicholas Perdomo Jr. This is Jerry from Ben and Jerry's. This is Jim Young from Davidoff of Geneva. This is the Cigar Authority. <laughs> the authority. Are you saying pal? On everything cigar. <laughs> In. I get it. And out of the cigar industry. I know what it entails, and I'm ready to nail it. With your host. You know, you're, you're funny. David Garofalo. I'm funny how? Like I'm a clown? I amuse you? What the f- so funny about me. Tell me. Mr. Jonathan. Damn it. Who typed a question mark on the teleprompter? For the last time, anything you put on that prompter, Burgundy will read. Barry Stein. Sportos, motorheads, geeks, bloods, wasteoids. They all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. And Chuck Morrison. I am 35 years old, and I live in a van down by the river. It's time to light him up. <laughs> it's time for the Cigar Authority. Light him up, light him up, light him up, everybody. October 31st, 2015. Happy Halloween, everybody. Broadcasting live. From the La Fleur Dominicana Cigar Studios, this week, high atop a two-guys smoke shop in Salem, New Hampshire, the FDA is about to slam the hammer down, but not quite yet, despite what some have reported. We'll get to the end of that and let you know. Uh, And for the first time ever, we match head-to-head Cuba's most prized cigar versus its counterpart. It's Cohiba versus Cohiba, the Cuban versus the Dominican. Right here, right now, we're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop. This is the Cigar Authority. Wait, oh, there's, where, no, there's no Mr. Jonathan. Where is everybody? All right, Barry. Yeah. Ba- Barry? Where is everybody? Chuck's going to have to jump in here. Go ahead. Well, you're listening to the Cigar Authority, the only radio show in the U.S. and, yes, the world that is always broadcast on location. This week, we're here high atop the Two Guys headquarters in Salem, New Hampshire, um, we're the only show that doesn't just allow smoking, Dave. We insist, we demand upon it that you light up along with us. You can tune in at thecigarauthority.com where you can watch us, us Dave and I, live <laughs> or catch the podcast on demand at any time. Simply find us on YouTube or iTunes where you can set it and forget it on both. So Mr. Jonathan wasn't here last week. He's not here again two weeks in a row. Is he trying to tell me something? I don't know, but he uh, right now, I guess, is the living legend of dance. That's what he is. He's not the Cigar Authority, but the living legend of dance. I'm getting more concerned by, of him by the day. Yes. I really am. We're going to see what, what comes about. Supposedly, he's coming back next week. We'll see. Two uh, weeks in a row. Two weeks in a Oof. row. And a, and a lot during the year. You know, I'm like. Is he getting comfortable? He must it's be. A dangerous place to be, dude. Right, I would say so, too. And uncomfortable right now is Barry Stein, who is, uh, from what I understand, 102 temperature. Yeah. Uh, sore throat. Can't say a couple of words without coughing. Um, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I saw him a couple of days ago. Everything seemed fine. But he's not here either well, I, when I need him the most. I love those guys, Dave. I've been working in radio a long time, man. A long time. Yeah. And one of the very first thing I was taught, there's no such thing as sick days in radio. Absolutely. The show must go the on. The show must go on. And, so, so here it is. Here it is. So I'm here by myself. It is first class. I have all the room in the world. <laughs> I can swing my arms around and do my Italian thing and talk with my hands because there's nobody to the left, nobody to the right. Chuck's off camera. Yeah. Uh, I, what would have been worse is if Chuck couldn't come in. Now yeah. I don't know what to do at that point. And it would have been back to the, um, in my office and try to pull it off on there and post-production or whatever. But... Uh, 
I, he, you were early this morning, of as course. debonair as you of were, course. And said, just in case. So uh, we're up and running. The show must go on. And uh, what a shame to uh, do what we're about to do, actually, by ourselves. But we're going to do it. The, the idea of today, and, and we gave plenty of notice to everybody of what we were going to do. But um, it is um, a Cuban cigar versus the Dominican cigar. Head-to-head, when I mean head-to-head, is we're going to cut and light both of them at the same time. We're going to smoke one from our left hand, one from our right. We're going to go through them. Uh, they both are called Cohiba. Right. And they both are relatively the same kind of price. So I'm looking at... Uh, the Cuban Cohiba right now. These are both the tubes. Yep. Uh, so I in both relatively the same size and both relatively the same price. So I wanted to be as fair as I possibly could. Is the Cuban Cohiba an official real cigar? It's absolutely. I went painstakingly months ago to make sure I had the exact correct fear. There's no way this is a, a, a counterfeit by any means. Um, this is the Cohiba Siglo Six. It's five and seven eighths by fifty-two. It's called a robusto extra, or what we would call a toro, and it is a twenty-dollar cigar. A uh, five and seven eighths, almost six by fifty-two, and the counterpart, the Dominican version, or the Cohiba Red Dot, which is uh, Cohiba with the red in the circle of the uh, cigar, yeah. made in the Dominican Republic, is a toro tubo. It is 6 by 50, so we're a little shy of 6, but this one is 6. The Cuban is a 52. This is a 50. We're talking ring gauge. That's 264th of an inch difference. 264th of an inch in thickness, a little going extra to the Cuban cigar, and on length, 1/8 of an inch longer on the Dominican. So relatively exact, right? It's It's an apple to an apple. Apple to apple. The Cohiba is an $18 suggested retail. So 20 versus 18. Mm-hmm. As close as you're going to get, right? Definitely. So here they are, head-to-head, uh, both in tubes. It's the best we're going to do. So let's uh, open them up, and Chuck has his yep, there, too. He's going to play along with us, and we're going to look at it aesthetically to see what we think aesthetically uh, they are. The Cohiba pops open in the, in the upper... Uh, quarter of the cigar slides open. The Cohiba Dominican opens at the top. It's a screw cap, top aluminum screw top cap. Yep. So the winner, I believe, right off the bat of aesthetically of the tube goes to the Cohiba Domin- uh, Cuban. All right? right, the Cuban with the uh, with the yellow yeah. and the um, the separation. It, like seems, the it seems like more expensive of a tube, right, as yeah. opposed to the aluminum um, they're probably both aluminum. I don't know. Uh, but it seems um, aesthetically more beautiful, I would say. What is up with this styrofoam that is in the uh, the Dominican uh, capsule? Did you notice that at the Yes, at, I did. That the piece of foam is there so that, uh, which is really the foot of the cigar, so it doesn't, when it um, gets shipped, it doesn't bang around and break the, the end oh, of it. Okay. So very nice that they put it in there. And on the Cuban version, nothing, right? Nothing there. No. Um, in both of them, there is some cedar. I noticed that, yeah. In both tubes. Yep. Um. Inside both tubes, we have cedar in there. So they're encapsulated inside the tubes. Therefore, as they sit there, 
they will start absorbing some of the of the flavor and aroma of the cedar that's on there. Right. <clears throat> so now let's look at the cigars themselves aesthetically. Um, the Dominican Cohiba seems darker in, a, in color. Definitely. Yep. Um, not that it is a light cigar, but it is uh, lighter on the Cuban version of it. Still maybe a cocoa brown where you almost have a Maduro. Yeah. Very dark brown on the Cohiba. Almost uh, black coffee as opposed to a coffee with a little bit of milk in it. So that, that's how, aesthetically how they look. Yep. Uh, construction, what do you think <clears throat> on, the, on the construction here? All right, so we have a rounded cap on the top of the Dominican cigar and almost a flathead yeah. on the Cohiba version of it. Cohiba the Cuban uh, is a triple cap. That's what they're known for in Cuba anyway, is, is actually wrapping the tobacco around a few times before uh, sealing the top of it, where it looks like the Dominican version of it is a cutout circle that was actually formed and put on the top of the head um, at the end of it. Yeah, last week we, uh, we smoked the cigar where it was modeled off the, off the yes, bald is, guy. Right? Yeah, kind of the, the bald head look. And, that, and that's who has that cigar, same factory. There we go. Right, so uh, good catch there, Chuck Morrison. Where's my bell? So there's a very observant of you. So it's got that Macanudo head to it, the Edgar Cullman crown, they called it. And the uh, Cuban Cohiba, almost a flat head that's on it. Not quite flat, but, but pretty close. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's it. Aesthetically, I'm going to give it a, a smell of each cigar. Underneath the wrapper, across the wrapper, as opposed to on the foot of it, there's an aroma to it. Got a little cedar, probably from yep, the cedar. Uh, right. Yeah. In the Dominican version, not dramatically different in smell. No. Probably the strongest component is the cedar that's on both of them. And in the foot of it, I'm going to smell inside the bottom of it. Yeah, where you'd light it. Yeah, now there's a difference here. So what I'm getting here on the Cuban one is hay bond-like type of aroma. Definitely. Yeah. When you smoke the Domi- smell the Dominican one, it's definitely sweeter, a lot sweeter, right? Big time. Yeah, big time. Raisiny sweet smell. Yeah, raisin. There it is. Yeah, and, and not at all. On the Cuban one, we don't have a sweet smell to it, but we have a barnyard hay type of aroma to it. And you'll find that in Cuban cigars. That's the aroma uh, to look for, which, you, which you'll um, be uh, smelling. Mm. Uh, if you're looking for authenticity of Cuban tobacco, it usually has that barnyard smell. All right, so let's give it a cut. Right now it's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting is brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand, while all other cigar brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. So uh, I'm going to be friendly to our friends from Havana, Cuba, and cut that cigar first. Uh, I'm looking where I want to cut it. It's Mm. a triple cap. I'm going to go someplace in the middle of it, just shaving a little bit of this flat top off and get it a good... Opened up there, and I'm going to do the same. There's plenty more room to do it on the Cohiba Dominican Republic version. So I'll go a little bit down on that one. Yep. And they both seem to be um, humidified properly. I kept them maybe about three months together in the same uh, humidor so that they'd be um, aged enough and be sure that they're in perfect uh, 
humidity and perfect temperature so that there would be no, um, you know, they, they had to travel and different things that ended up happening. So looking at the, at the wrapper itself, I'm going to tell you, um, the Dominican version is pretty rough looking. Mm-hmm. Um, it is not a uh, seamless by any means. It's not smooth. It's kind of bumpy. Uh, you know, I'm just looking at aesthetics, and that doesn't mean sometimes the, the ugliest cigars have the best flavor to it or whatever, but not a beautiful-looking cigar for something at $20. Right, a little toothy, as you would say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I see uh, some of the uh, fruit pectin, the thing that holds the cap on it, actually wiped on the cigar. Aesthetically, not not beautiful at all. You go to the Cohiba Cuban, and um, it's a pretty even color. A- again, not um, what you would see um, as a $20 cigar. It- it's not uh, aesthetically beautiful. These are hidden inside tubes, remember. Yeah. So, you know, I always wonder Maybe about... Maybe we know now why. Yes. <laughs> so uh, there is a version without tubes and with tubes. Do they take the ugliest one and put it inside the tube? It would be actually a smart move to do that, right, if that's what they do. Uh, Because both of these, and these were in tubes. We didn't take them out beforehand or anything like that. Uh, Are you seeing the same thing I'm seeing on the 100%, yeah. 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 So, uh, you know, kind of veiny, bumpy. Um, If I had to give one a win here uh, on my two, I would say the Cuban is a little prettier than the Dominican. I'd have to agree because yeah. I also have some glue that uh, is holding the band on the Dominican that has, uh, has, has kind of yeah. spilled out a little bit onto the wrap. So there we go. So I'm going to give a taste to both of them uh, before lighting them. Leading with the uh, Cuban there. or Okay, I'll go to the Cuban. Okay, so Jonathan and Barry on here who are using the one's right. good for this, but I'm going to go with the cereal type of taste okay. on the Cuban. Yeah. On the Cuban, yeah. I definitely... the first Joey, cereal, wheat, you know, uh, flour. Yeah, I was going to say wheat. That was the yeah. first, first uh, kind of like weedy, flowery. Again, kind of kind of grassy almost. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. Earthy, if you will. Like uh, you were saying barnyard earlier. I'm not sure if that's still there. But. Yeah, yeah. And I can taste a little more sweetness on the Cohiba like I could in the aroma of it. There's a little sweetness to it that dramatic difference in yeah. taste before lighting it. Dramatically different. A little raisiny kind of, you know. Interesting. Yep. So we have two different cigars, that's for sure. They both call themselves Cohiba. Um, we're going to see what's, what's what. So let's give it a light. What are we going to use here for a lighter? Dude, we got the Jet Black Vertical Bomber. Dave, this thing right here, look look at this thing. This is a beautiful lighter. We've got uh, triple jet action, okay? We've got the mirror when you when they pop the cap open to light your stogie. It's got the mirror so you can really kind of look at how well your cigar is being lit as you light it. It's got the patent-pending big-ass tank. Here we go. And uh, for retail, again, this is, this is a hefty duty. You know, it's got some weight to it. I like the feel to it, uh, the triple jet action. You'd think it'd be, I don't know, forty nine ninety five something like that if you get yeah. a good deal. No, nope. twenty four ninety nine. There we go. Half the price is what you'd expect for yeah. it. Uh, Vertical bomber. Yep, bullet cutter built in the bottom. I'm not crazy about a bullet cutter, but it's a pretty big one. Yep. Anyway, it's not a little teeny thing, so uh, it's there in a pinch, I would say. But you want to open your cigar up. Get a guillotine cut so that you can open it up so you can be able to taste the taste that we're going to taste. Absolutely. It's good for when you're in a bind, I guess. You know. Yeah. Okay, so that I just did my Cuban, and we're lighting we're lighting both both of them. Yep, 
We're going to smoke both of these through at the same time. I don't know if anyone's ever done this before, but it's Cohiba versus Cohiba. They both want to call themselves that. Let's see which one is, is better, which one performs better, tastes better. So, all right. Miss, miss, missing two people here, uh, not on the panel. We're going to have some dead air because we're smoking two cigars at the same time. Yeah, what are you getting there for uh, flavors, Mr. Jonathan? <laughs> yeah? Oh, okay. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> and Barry, what do you think? Yeah, Barry, Barry um, you know, Barry, he's, he's kind of grown in his uh, profiling, I think, but um, uh, anything, Barry? Barry Stein. I totally disagree with both of them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, as far as early power and strength, I'm going to say they're, they're pretty the same type of body to them. Yeah. You know, it's not like I have a mild cigar and a strong cigar. Right, and psychologically, at least before doing this show, Dave, I would think that the darker wrapper, the Dominican, just by look alone, would be stronger than the uh, than the Cuban, but like you said, pretty yeah. equal, pretty balanced. Uh, yep. Not strong. Yep. Not dramatically different from each other at all. It's crazy. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Wow. I really expected night and day to be happening here because I've never done this before. That's pretty damn close, man. I mean, I'm looking for any kind of differentiation of uh, flavor or strength. I'm very surprised. Yeah. I thought I was going to really get into, I told you the aromas were different. Yeah. Uh, and then the dry tasting, and now the cigars are lit. They do not taste. That sweetness that, I, that we were getting, for me at least, on the Dominican, on the pre-light, isn't really there. Like, I don't really have a right. sort of sweet. No. Or fruit or, you know. No. Wow. They, they taste very similar to each other. I'm blown How away. How is that possible? I'm blown away, to be honest with you. Now I'm thinking I should have done this in advance of the show to try it so that I can get something. But, uh, man. So there's not a lot of dead air as I'm trying to figure this out. We're going to have to get into it. Not dramatically different here. Seriously. Maybe we'll change. Maybe we're only... Right. Yeah. We're seconds into it. So I'll tell you a little about the Cohiba cigars. The brand Cohiba is a premium cigar. There is one produced in Cuba for Habanos S.A., the Cuban state-owned tobacco company, and the other in the Dominican Republic for the U.S.-based General Cigar Company, a subsidiary of Swedish Match. The name Cohiba derives from the Taino Indians' ritual of sitting in a circle with rolled tobacco in a prayer in Mm. that circle. That circle is known as Cohiba. That's where the word comes from. So first, the Cuban brand. Uh, It's filled with tobacco that comes from the Voldebajo region of Cuba. Cuba's Cohiba was established in 1966 as a limited production private brand supplied exclusively for Fidel Castro and high-level officials in the Communist Party of Cuba in the Cuban government. 
often given to diplomatic diplomats as gifts. The Cohiba brand gradually developed a cult status. It was first released commercially for sale to the public in 1982. Wow. So it came out in 66, commercially available to be sold in 1982. Next is the U.S. Cohiba, brand name known also as the Red Dot Cohiba because of the red dot in the middle of the O. The O was actually filled with red uh, in the Cohiba word. On the brand and on the box that's registered in the United States by General Cigar Company in 1978. So remember, 66 comes the Cuban brand as a limited production. 78, 12 years 12 later, years later yep. the cigar is trademarked uh, for the American use and made in the Dominican Republic. Uh, at that time, that cigar was unbanded. It had no band or label or, or anything, and it was actually sold in the Dunhill shops as an exclusive brand for them. Later, uh, becoming in larger scale in 1997. Remember, 1997, the cigar boom was going on, yeah. and they actually really released it at that point um, as a um, Cohiba written with the word Cohiba on it, but with the red dot in the center of it, having nothing to do with the look of the other Cohiba. Did it trick consumers, though? Because here you are. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The same exact word. What the trademark was for uh, the Cuban Cohiba was actually the Indian head that's on the uh, Cohiba boxes and stuff. That is trademarked and owned uh, by Cuba, but not the word Cohiba. Uh, it was tra- was trademarked by Edgar Kalman, the Macanudo guy. Ball guy. He took it uh, in '78 and later released it. Had small production as a uh, as a re- release for the Dunhill shops, which was a men's cigar sh- men's clothing store basically that would also sold um, cigars huh. in them. And uh, by 1997, the cigar boom. They said, "Let's put the cigar out and get some legs on it." Uh, so they did. Uh, this Cohiba is related to the Cuban product in name only and contains no Cuban tobacco, thus is the only Cohiba that can be sold legally in the United States. At that point, the legal battle started over the word and who has the trademark and things like that. This legal battle has been going on ever since, yeah, 1997. Um, right now, it is in control of actually the U.S. company that owns the trademark to it. So if the Cuban version was to come into the United States tomorrow, it would be controlled by their biggest competitor, which is General Cigar. Wow. So they continue to fight this battle, and the battle continues to go on. So since now. Since 97. Since 97. Unreal. Yeah, so nice to be a lawyer in that case, huh? Yeah, really. <laughs> so I'm wow. going to go back to smoking these. I just did as well, and, and uh, just initially, I'm just giving you the first instinct, instinctual uh, reactions here, Dave. When I went back to it, as we were just kind of talking there, I, I'm noticing maybe that the uh, that the Cuban version is a little bit milder, a little bit milder. Yeah. But as far as flavor goes, I agree. Not much difference. No. Um, and you know, we talk about during our cigar classes when we t- teaching people about cigars is the aging of the tobacco. Not necessarily. Not. I tell you, I, I age these cigars since I've received them for at least three months. Uh, since getting them, so that they would be in perfect temperature and humidity. But you'll look at a, it, it'll, it'll kind of a lot of soot that's yeah. on it, the mascara line or the, the space between the tobacco and the ash that you'll see um, a lot um, thicker, I would say, than, you know, another cigar that we might have smoked 
you know, yeah. during the show. Yeah. Um, the thinner that line becomes, the more aged the tobacco was to begin with when it was formed into a, into a cigar. Yeah. So um, the, these uh, have not been aged for a long it's not using. It's not like they're using tobacco from five years ago by any means, right. I would say, just looking at it. Yeah, both pretty thin liming. Mean, yeah, they're really so close. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you were to say which one is thicker or, you know, how about How about draw? So we're drawing on both of them. One is a tighter draw than the other for sure to m- on mine. Yeah. You know, it's, again, it's a, it, at this point, it's a night and day as far as how good the drawer is. One is actually drawing like a straw. I mean, no problem at all. Almost perfect draw. And the other one has a tight draw. Yeah, I think for me, at least for me, yeah, the two different cigars. The Dominican is is drawing a little bit better. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm, having I'm having a tight draw on the Cuban to tell you that it is actually an authentic. Yeah. Uh, you and, you know. And I'm looking at the cuts. Uh, they're both equal. I mean, they're opened up. Now, giving it a little squeeze, you can see that the the Cuban cigar is packed a little tighter and a little softer on here. Um, but then it's the twist of the wrist or whatever ends up happening to make the draw tight yeah. on the, on the uh, and I, I wouldn't say tight to the point of I'm not going to smoke the cigar. It's, it's drawing too tight. It's just too tight for a perfect draw. I got to pull. Yeah, me too on the, on, the, on, the, on the Cuban, big time. The ash on the Cuban cigar is black, sooty black on mine anyway. Yeah, mine too. And uh, lighter, uh, almost white, um, well, marbly. I wouldn't say almost white, but marbly on the uh, Cuban. So you're, you're having, you're having the same thing. There's a big difference there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I'll put that on the camera so people can see really. So usually, uh, from what I understand when it comes to black ash, is it's the amount of um, something in the soil, magnesium in the soil, I've been told, that lack of magnesium or having magnesium in the soil will cause a whiter ash. So lack of magnesium or less magnesium in the soil uh, will cause the ash to be blacker. So uh, that's what it looks like head-to-head uh, head on these cigars, right? Daytime, yep. That, that you can clearly see a difference. Yeah. Clearly. Interesting. So. Uh, I love doing this. I yeah, mean, yeah. Seriously, because, uh, Yeah. If we were to do it one at one hour, you know, then right, we'll smoke the Dominican the second hour. You wouldn't really be no, able to right. do No, right. You have this. to do it like this. And I know it's an expensive move here. It's a, <laughs> it's a $40 move. Uh, 80 Yeah, right. 80 <laughs> but no Mr. Jonathan. So I feel hey. like – and no Barry. So we're, we're like uh, only paying half, half price for it as it is here. But interesting, interesting um, – thing yeah. that's going on here so we're gonna with a um next saturday uh we're gonna get um the whole gang back hopefully you're gonna even be here yeah i'm a little i'm a little worried dave because you were asked if i would be here next week and i am the patriots have a yeah. home game on sunday against uh washington i'll be here uh, and as 30 <laughs> other people will be as well is that what i'm hearing uh i think it's 50 people right 50. is it 50 50 people we're gonna have 50 people up here watching the show as it's going on because we are going to launch Steve Saka's first brand ever, Sober Mesa, and his company, Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust. The uh, cigars are supposed to be landing, I believe, Monday or Tuesday. Uh, We'll get them, put them in the humidor, get them to rest, and we're not just going to smoke the Sober Mesa. We're going to smoke another cigar during the show also, 
and it's going to be very, very interesting for the people that are going to attend. Um, if you don't know you're attending, that means you're not attending because this is sold, a sold-out event already. This is the people from Cigar Cartel. Yeah. They're a Facebook group that uh, are enthusiasts of cigars. Sure. And uh, they put a uh, notice out to them that it was going to happen, and, and the first 50 people that signed up uh, are all set, and they're going to come, and we're going to have a little get-together. We're going to smoke the cigars uh, during the show, and then after we'll uh, hang out with them for a while and um, whatever, whatever. Now, for participants of our Cigar Authority Care Package, yeah. what, will they be able to participate? In? I know it's a new Neither. launch. so Neither. yeah, Okay. The cigar wasn't here yet, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's kind of to be expected. I mean, and, and, and also for these two cigars we're smoking, certainly I could have sent you the Dominican Cohiba, but it doesn't work unless you're doing this. Yeah, you need them both. Yeah, you yeah. need them both to go head-to-head against each other. So obviously we couldn't. Right. So uh, legally. Legally, right. Legally we <laughs> couldn't do it. Um, but you will get a cigar in the next hour that we're going to smoke, the last cigar of the month. The care packages are already sent out for next month, but the last cigar of the month claims to be a taste of a classic Cuban. So we'll smoke that in the next hour and see what that is all about. So, well, so quick, far... Quick, quick question for yeah. you. Just go on Steve Saka. Can we still call him cigar-smoking citizen Steve Saka? No. So we have to come up with a new bumper. There we go. Yeah, so thoughts here, Dave. What are you thinking? I mean, are you I, haven't, any... I haven't dropped the ash yet on either of them. You did? I did, yeah. I'm going to do, do that now, but... Uh, it fell off, actually, on the, on the Dominican. Okay. Both of mine are staying on for a half hour, close to a half hour it's been... Um, so I'm going to do that and see if it's any different. When you, when you tap an ash off a cigar, I'm going to give you a little heads up on this too. You'll notice the cigar flares up on you. So you shouldn't be flicking the ash all the time because you're heating the cigar up. You're actually causing it to burn faster, and you're actually causing the taste to actually drop in quality. So you, you knock it off by just resting it on the ashtray. The, the ash will just come off the way it comes off, and yeah. that's it. And you'll notice your next puff is not quite as good as it was. You've got to let the cigar cool down a little bit after that. And is it safe to say, like, you want to try to keep the ash on as long as possible? Yeah, you don't want to make a mess, but but you want to keep it burning cool. The second you knock that ash off, the the cigar flares up again. Yeah, yeah. And you're right, that that after you were to ash, there's definitely, you know, you're not getting that same same, uh, taste. I'm getting uh, that the Dominican Cohiba is stronger, Mm -hmm. more full-bodied, Absolutely, hundred percent. Than the Cuban cigar, hundred percent. Yeah, but the draw. This is also a very big difference oh, on the big, draw, man. Yep, the draw is so much better on the Dominican cigar than it is on the Cuban cigar. Again, hundred percent. Yeah, say I'm experiencing the same thing, and I'll be. I'm, I'm going to shoot you straight here. Yep. And we have two ring gauge differences. The bigger cigar is the Cuban cigar, yeah, which and I it's like. It's drawing tighter. Yeah. Right. You, yep. you like a fifty-two better than a fifty, right? I do. <laughs> I do. Yeah. Do you as well? Yeah. 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 I, I do now that I'm smoking one in one hand and one in the other. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. A 50 nowadays seems thin. It does. Because there's so many 60s and 64s and different numbers like that. So it ends up being crazy. But yeah. I'm going to put this guy down for a second and let's go to break. And when we come back, um, the FDA is getting ready to pound the cigar industry, but not quite yet, despite what some have reported. I'll dig into that, and we'll get reports on misinformation and half-truths, and we'll give you the real scoop. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. (laughs) 
Okay, people, we've just been awarded the Brickhouse Ad Account. Now, this cigar was named Best Bargain Cigar of 2009 by Cigar Aficionado, got a 91 rating, plus it's the hottest cigar on the market. So, we need an award-winning slogan. He's a brick. How? What about it's not your grandfather's cigar? Ah, it's been done. Next? How about good to the last draw? Ah, something original, people. You deserve a brick today? Now, who are you? Do you even work here? Excuse me, sir. Am I to understand that every Brickhouse cigar is built with all the flavor and quality of the premium cigars of yesteryear? Yesteryear? Really? That's right, Bixby. But yeah, it costs around five bucks each. Indeed. Well, sir, people don't really need a slogan. They don't? No, sir. Then what do they need? Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Five bucks and a comfortable chair? Genius! Meet the perfect cigar to share with friends. Brickhouse by J.C. Newman. Handmade in Nicaragua with a fine Havana Subido wrapper. Brickhouse starts out earthy and crisp and burns well-rounded and smooth. Nothing stands the test of a good time like a Brickhouse. For more, visit BrickhouseCigars.com. When you light a Davidoff cigar, you set aglow the richest tradition of cigar making in the world. You release craftsmanship achieved by our investment in that most precious of commodities, time. The time it takes to create a Davidoff cigar as it passes through 600 hands before it arrives in yours. The time it takes to age and mature the tobacco which fills a Davidoff cigar, sometimes as much as 10 years. The time it takes to hand-pick, hand-roll, and then carefully hand-check each individual cigar before it is fit to wear the legendary Davidoff white band. In every second of enjoyment, there are decades of experience. In every way, it is time beautifully filled. Cigar smokers, how about if we go over a few cigar store sounds? Can you guess what this is? Think you got it? Okay, do you know what this is? Now for the cigar. What do you think of this cigar? I'm lighting up a Lagiana Havana cigar. The Lagiana Havana natural cigars are, oh yeah, so smooth. And oh yeah, the Maduro version is a bit beefed up. But oh yeah. They're delicious, too. When asked what my favorite cigar is, I always say, it's La Giana Havana. Oh, yeah. Walking in, you're greeted with the aroma of friendship. You move to the humidor and reach into the Hallmark molded steel box, retrieving the only cigar worthy of such elegant protection. Your cut is meticulous. The light, easy and full. Your taste buds are immediately inundated with a barrage of wood and rare spice flavors, all finished with a trademark plume of smoke. Moscow City Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. 
Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more, it's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. This is a Hank Kellner and my son, Class Peter Kellner, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigars Retailers Radio Network. And we're back live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Studios. You're listening to the Cigar Authority, a weekly broadcast now over five years running about cigars and the nonsense surrounding them. We're doing some nonsense today. It's Cohiba versus Cohiba. But everybody wants the scoop. Everybody in the information business wants and needs to be the first at it, but what they need is the facts to actually do it right. We have some of the facts, and we're going to dig in and tell you about those facts, and only the facts. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. There's been a story that went around uh, this week on social media big time. It got reported, actually, to bigger industries at that point, industry people, and it kept going and going and snowballing as the day went on. And the information out there was that the FDA findings were released and that deeming regulation number one, which is the worst thing that can happen if it ends up happening, we're going to see people go out of business and it's going to be really, really bad. This was the information that was released. And I spent most of the day that day trying to collaborate that information that was released before reporting it ourselves. And it could not be collaborated. There was one organization out there that put some information out, and everything came back to this one person that was doing it and this person only with no collaboration. Later in the day, they said they were going to actually show the information at 2 o'clock in the afternoon that day. 2 o'clock came and went. 3 o'clock came and went. The information never got out there. And... Um, it was really, really bad to put this out because you're talking about, for some people, they're going to jump off the, off the bridge. The you know? livelihood, yeah. This is, this is it. This is the end. Um, option number one in the cigar world would bring it back to 2007. All these people that came out in 2008 and beyond would be out of business overnight. Right. Um, and lots of other horrible things that were going to happen. And we won't get into them today of the horrible things. We've talked about it in the past. And we won't do that because actually option number one didn't happen. Option number two didn't happen. Nothing ended up happening. <laughs> Nothing. And it was reported by the Tobacco Vape Electronics Cigarette Association. T-E-C-A. And they're the ones that put the information out. But later on, bloggers picked up the information. Organizations, cigar organizations put out the information. Um, and there was no validity to it at all. It was all traced back to these vapor guys. Yeah, absolutely. Everything came back to it. Uh, it was just reported wrong. Even worse than it was reported wrong. It was actually a scam. They actually made a scam because in order for you to get the information, you had to need to give them your email address, and they would send it to you the second they were going to report it. Come on. They didn't report anything, and they didn't have any information to report at all. But they did get the names and addresses of these people. So we had somebody actually 
uh, fill in the information yeah. just so we could get the, you know, let's see what happens to this after. So we're doing our own investigation as this is going on. And now they are asking for donations. Of course they are. Yeah. <laughs> of course they are. This is what it came down to. So, uh, you know, I was sorry to see um, the, um, the bloggers putting the information out, other cigar sites, organizations in the cigar industry actually following through yeah. because everybody wanted the scoop. Everybody didn't want to be sitting on the sideline. This is probably the biggest thing that ever happened negatively to the cigar industry. I know taxes and no smoking laws and raising um, age, age limits and things like that, but this one is the worst of all worst things that could ever happen, yeah. and everybody's banging this information out. And uh, we reported that um, the crap's hitting the fan. Something's happening. Something's going on. And something did go on. A company was out there actually solidifying names to get uh, donations. It was terrible Sleazy. and dangerous uh, to do that. And, and I can imagine some poor um, smaller manufacturers that started a few years ago. You know, they must have been sick to their stomach. I think of like of Fratello. And, sure, yeah. sure. Um, uh We've done, believe me, we've done shows on rumors, and we talk about rumors and things all the time, and we preface it, the show, and mention it many times during it. These are rumors. We're just telling you we don't want anybody, don't jump off the cliff or anything. This is what we're hearing and things that are happening. So, you know, the key is to say, oh, the rumors out there right now that's saying that this is, but we have no thing. That's not how people played it up. They they played it up as we're the first to let you know that this is happening. So... Uh, stay tuned for some facts on the Cigar Authority. As the facts come in, we'll give you the facts, and not till the facts come in. Um, right. And if we're going to report something, as a, and we will, and we're telling you now, this is what was reported, and it was a rumor, is how we would report it, and then later on telling you what it is. But that's, that's the media that's happening right now, not just in the cigar world media, but the, the media overall. Right. I mean, reporting stuff that isn't true. Um, it's it's awful. I everybody wants to be the first. A few years ago, Animal Planet, I think it was. You guys remember this? A few years ago, uh, there was a special on mermaids, like, and they built it up to be like a documentary. Oh, do, you remember man. this? And uh, I watched it with my wife, and I'm like, "Holy s! Like, there's <laughs> mermaids." You know, I went on Google and like social media, like, "You guys got to check this out." Well, apparently, the whole thing was a hoax. Of course, right? And uh, at the very very end, like after the uh, rolled credits in like size two font. It said, you know, something like, you know, the following may have been a dramatic, you know, what, it, was, it was all fake. It yeah. was all a hoax. And I felt so used. But like you said, David, Didn't it throw you on that it was April Fool's Day or anything? No, it was no, like it was August the... 20th, <laughs> you know, like, oh. But you felt, you felt just used. So I can only imagine, like you're saying, in this example, you're dealing with people's livelihood. You're dealing with their business. You're dealing with their retire. You're dealing with their lives in many examples. And to, and to do something like that, yeah. just in the interest of, and even more shady, you know, mm. getting people's information, their, their, their contact, yeah, yeah. and then trying to sell them, really? I mean, that's just... All the more you reported bad. Yeah. You know, you, you reported fake stuff, and if, if I was I considering hope donating to you, yeah. I never would. And I hope the bloggers maybe retaliate a little bit by, hey. And this is, again, we're unfortunately lumped in, the cigar people are lumped in with the vape people. And not to say the vape people, yeah. so just this organization of vape people that did what they did that's kind of sleazy what they ended up doing, and we're kind of grouped in with you them. Can't, yeah. I want to be so separate. Option two is we're separating ourselves from these other tobacco products. At the very least, it's got to be option two, yeah. and they helped us in that respect. The unfortunate move was people in the cigar industry took their bait and went with it. You know, that's uh, the worst part. 
That's the worst part. Believe me, that, that day, I don't know if that was Monday or Tuesday this week. I think it was Tuesday. My whole day was wrapped around it. I bet. Yeah, yeah you're hitting refresh. Yeah. Like, you're looking for updates. And, but good of you to kind of trace it all back. Yeah, it all know. came back to the same, which they were showing some um, table of contents of this, um, these findings or whatever it was, this option one thing, which was actually two years ago of what they reported two years ago. So, you know, we're looking at uh, two-year-ago information. They might as well just made stuff up, you know. God. And then at, uh, at 2 o'clock when they were supposed to report that information, they reported something else that had nothing to do with it. And then we contacted them and said, hey, by 3 o'clock, where's this 2 o'clock information? Said, Come on, buddy. We're all on the same team. Right. Was their response. We're all on the same team. We're all <laughs> on the same team. Report the facts. Did the FDA respond at all? Did they issue any kind of statement? Nothing. 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 Of course not. Right. Uh, let me tell you about the FDA. And they're, and they're, they're tight-lipped. They're not giving information out. If information leaks, the person that leaks out the FDA information would actually go to jail. It would be a crime because somebody could hedge their bet in the finance department of, of you know, stocks are going to drop and things are going to happen bad. Uh, and, you know, you can't. They can't actually do it. And they've been very, very good. We're not getting anything. And if somebody's going to get it, the Cigar Authority's going to get the information. And there's nothing to get. And this vape company certainly wasn't going to get it before us. And they're reporting this. And I'm like, how the heck did we miss it? Now, this happened at 8.30 in the morning. So I'm at home starting this whole process sure. on the way to work. Sure. And making phone calls and, you know, what am I missing here? I'm not getting anything. I got a couple hours into it and me and Barry going back and forth. And I'm like, I I got nothing. What are you getting anything over there? Nope, there's nothing here or anything. It's got to be, you know, we're we're two hours into it and I'm saying it's got to be fake. And by 3 o'clock, the answer was, this thing's a hoax. And what the hell? We're on the same team. What does that even mean? Mm. Like, Yeah, in other words, don't beat me up. Don't do what I'm doing right now. And spilling the beans of saying what, what you're doing. Don't be a buffoon. Yeah. Like, what the? Oh. That's just a bad move. You got to call the media out once in a while. Okay. You know? Oh, yeah. Uh, we just saw it in the Republican debate. I don't know if you caught that. Yep. Of, uh, you know, you call them out. when they when You they, have to. Yeah. You have to. It, it, we saw it with the Patriots and the whole Deflategate scandal. Like, I think it was Sports Illustrated wrote some kind of uh, defamatory piece on, yeah. uh, you know, accusations of cheating. And they wouldn't name their sources and, you know, through some freaking pretty basic due diligence you could find out that it went back to one source and it was just it was just speculation you know yeah, yeah it's just you got to call it the media when they're wrong yeah absolutely uh and thinking of that i want to tell you uh we didn't uh report the wrong news and there was another organization that didn't report the, the wrong news and i, I was uh, on it actually yesterday to be asked to be a, a guest on their show uh and it's the guys at stogie geeks uh paul and will cooper um they uh, had me on there and uh, did a little interview, and we did 20 questions, and we had a good time. But it was there. they were celebrating their four-year anniversary of doing uh, Stogie Geeks program. So uh, uh, a congratulations, congratulations to them. Yep, uh, happy anniversary to you guys. Keep up the good work. Uh, good journalists, you know, paying attention to what's going on and not, not just throwing it out there just because uh, somebody else threw it out there. Let me just cut and paste and say this is happening too. Yeah. you got to do a little due diligence and, and see if uh, this thing is real. You and, know? and I heard uh, that you may have needed some due diligence because they quizzed you. They did. Yeah. And these aren't like, you know, softballs they were throwing at you. Oh, and I had no idea what was happening. We're going to give you 20 questions. And I'm like, what? (laughs) 
I was told there was going to be no test here. <laughs> <Right. you know? laughs> and uh, from what I heard, I got four wrong out of 20, which is an 80. Not bad. Uh, in the, in the, that they were tough questions. Can you, can you, can and you, I'm terrible at can it. Can you remember any of, the, any of the questions? I remember one that I got wrong, which was how, much, how many hours of daylight does the tobacco plant in the Dominican Republic need during its growing process? And uh, I said 10 hours, and the answer was 8 hours. And I'll make the argument wow. of, so if, it, if it's 8.5 hours that day of sunlight, the tobacco plant doesn't grow properly? Or, you know, I don't know. Yeah, that's a tough you know, one. There, there was some... There were some tough ones out there. At the beginning, I was, like, banging him out before he was even giving me some um, ABCD or yeah, anything yeah. like that. I was just saying, okay, this is the answer, this is the answer. And then some of them got like, wow, where's, where's that coming from? And right. is there really an answer to that? And I'll say this to that question I got wrong. Is there really an answer yeah, to that? It's subjective. Is, yeah? Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, oh, I meant, I meant, uh, I meant uh, the Dominican. You know, like, what? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's. <sighs> So here we are, uh, better than halfway down on the cigar. Um, the I, I because I talk too much, I actually relight a little bit. But um, the tight draw continues on the Cohiba Cuban. Yep. And the effortless easy draw. The Cohiba Cuban is uh, smoldering. It's burning a lot more than the uh, Dominican is. I agree. I don't know if that's good, bad. I'm just saying the way it is as we're going through it. I'm going to take a drink of water. Yeah, and uh, definitely I'm noticing a big difference between the strength profiles. Uh, the, the Cuban is definitely milder, in my opinion, than the yep. Dominican. Um, but as far as flavor, Dave, goes, it's, I'm really having a hard time, you know, with anything distinctive. Uh, you know, we were getting kind of a fruity tone in the pre-draw, in the pre-light. Yeah, yeah. That's not really there. It's, it's hey, like I'm just getting kind of earthy. yeah. You know, wheat, like, yeah. yeah. Um, the Cuban cigar, I was taking notes during uh, the, the break and really trying to pay attention during our break. I wrote down some light floral notes in the Cuban cigar. Like really hit back there, citrusy, really hidden back there that's there. And on the Dominican, uh, bolder, maybe a tad more bitter yeah. flavors to it. Um, not dramatically different. And I never would have imagined. I thought we had night and day here. And people were saying, I hope you're going to be subjective, Dave, and, yeah. you know, to our Cuban cigar lovers that are out there because I had wrote a, uh, a piece negatively, if that's the way they want to look at it. And believe me, there was no thought of trying to make it negative. Sure. It was factual. I tried to be as factual as possible. Uh, and absolutely, I just want to be as factual as possible. Uh, we sell the, the Dominican Cohiba. We don't sell the Cuban Cohiba. Because you can't. Because I can't, and I will when I can, <laughs> uh, legally. Uh, but um, I would have thought that this nowhere would compare with the Cuban. Yeah. Dominican would, would nowhere compare with the Cuban, and it compares perfectly. Yeah. And I, you could even say to consumers that were maybe looking for, you know, I, I want to experience something like a Cuban. Boom, here you go. Yeah. You know, I, this but, is it. And, and in 30 years of the cigar business, I never took people over to a, Cuban, a Dominican Cohiba to say this tastes like a Cuban Cohiba. Right. Um, and I wonder when they made this, they originally made the blend of it, they tried to do this? I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. You, some some of the questions you asked were, yeah. was, uh, does it um, use Cuban seed? I don't know the answer to that of right. what the blend is. I, I don't know. Uh, another question you, you were asking me well, from the chat box. Yeah, not, not yeah. from me, but from the chat box. Yeah. They're asking about the, uh, the tubing itself. 
um, and how that helps with either the aging or, you know. Well, it brought on the cedar notes that were, were inside the tube. So each tube had cedar inside. Remember, sealed inside here. So it's going to absorb that. And we got it early on. I, don't, I wouldn't say I have it now. But early on, we could taste the cedar and kind of uh, went away. Yeah. But they're um, asking you to kind of explain the aging in a tube. So what I do, and as soon as I receive these products, uh, and I said I put them away for three months, uh, I unscrewed the cap almost all the way. Really? That it was barely hanging on. I only do that because I used to take them off completely and put them, and then the next thing you know, I can't find the caps, and where are they? So I barely have them hanging on there. The airflow is going to go through. It's yeah. just barely on there. And um, put them aside, and that's it, because I do want it to uh, continue to, to breathe to uh, what they would do inside a factory where they would, would p- put it out there in a wheel of 50 in a cedar room and let it, let it uh, do some aging. Sealed in there, it's probably not going to get more humidity. It's going to be trapped as it is. I don't want that to happen. I want it to actually uh, have a little environment to it. Uh, three months isn't going to be a dramatic thing. It, uh, if somebody is thinking, oh, three months, you put it aside, that's nothing. I mean, <laughs> it, it's barely going to actually change in three months, but it was certainly going to be both of these in the same exact place they were. They were going to be the same exact humidity and the same exact temperature after three months. They're, they're identical as I could possibly make them. And that's what I wanted to do. They're identical. That's the point. So if I had too much humidity in one and I'd said the, the drawer is kind of tight, well, the humidity level was too high, and that's what made the drawer too tight. Yeah. I didn't want it. So they're the same. So one is drawing tighter than the other. They're the same humidity, same temperature. So you can take that away from it You're that true. any of that is, is happening on there. Yeah. Yep. So, speaking of aging, let's take a peek into the aging room with our friend Old Fat Freddy. It's time to step into the aging room. Sometimes, aging makes a great cigar even better, just like aging room cigars. They're made in small batches from rare and limited 100% Dominican tobaccos. And here in our aging room is Old Fart Freddy. Nowadays, horror films leave nothing to the imagination. In my day, scary movies were so scary, if you banged on the metal backing of the seat in front of you, you could give everyone in the theater heart failure. Nowadays, Halloween costumes are disposable. People buy a new one every single year. In my day, you bought one costume until you either outgrew it or it wore out. My brother, Old Fart Pat, and I had a horse costume, and I was always the ass end. Nowadays, people let black cats walk across their paths. They walk under ladders and step on cracks in the sidewalks without even giving it a second thought. In my day, if a black cat found its way across your path, you had to catch it and lick all the bad juju off it. We were horror-banging horse asses that licked the bad juju off of every p***y that crossed our path. Sometimes, (laughs) aging makes a great cigar even better. Just like aging room cigars. Made in small batches from rare and limited 100% Dominican tobacco. Try Aging Room Cigars from Boutique Blends. Some things are better aged. Some are not. (coughs) Oh, hairballs. Oh, God. Is there any need of that? You notice he sometimes just pushes that line a little bit further when he's not here. Oh, my goodness gracious. Uh. Anyway. So we're smoking Cohiba versus Cohiba, Cuban versus the Dominican. I feel right now as I'm doing this and I'm saying what I'm saying, I'm starting to lose credibility in the cigar world (laughs) because people are thinking, and I know you're thinking it, that uh, they're dramatically different from each other. What's the matter with you? I thought you knew about cigars. Listen, I never did this before. I never smoked them both at the same time, and either did you. So I want you to beat me up and tell me, but the only way to do it 
to answer me, you know, when I told you my story about right. Cuba, yes, you can argue with me, but you actually have to go there and look for yourself and then make the argument with me. Nobody has come forward yet, nobody, and said, oh, I went to Cuba and I disagree with what you said. Nobody, zero, and of thousands of people that, ha- that chimed in on it. If you haven't done this yet, you got to do it. So get a Dominican Cohiba, get a Cuban Cohiba, same size, let them be humidified and temperature in the same environment for a few months, go through the process, and then if you disagree with me, we can have a debate at that point. You can't have a debate because you once smoked a Cuban Cohiba and you once smoked a, right. co- a, a Dominican Cohiba and say, no, they were dramatically different of it. The only way is side by side. This is the way to do it. You want to do an experiment, a scientific experiment, with, which, which we're trying to do here today, you've got to do it side by side. I'm so glad I'm not the only one here. I would have loved if four of us were agreeing right. because the more people you have, the more validity the science experiment can have. There's only two of us right now, yep. but we're getting the same thing, right? 100%. You, and you're not just blowing it up, no. you know, trying no. to agree with me or anything like that. No. I mean, uh, again, where the difference I see is you're getting a little bit more strength, meaning it's a little bit more bolder on the Dominican version than it is the Cuban. Uh, but as far as, again, I'm, I'm looking for flavor here. It's really – it's damn close, man. Like you said, there's a little, a little citrus on the finish with the Cuban. Um, that I'm not quite getting on the Dominican, but other than that, I mean, it's for me, it's it's kind of that that barnyard. It's it's kind of weedy, hay, earthy, if you will. Um, I, I like it. It's not bad, but it, very similar. They are very crazy similar. Yeah, crazy that they're, they're similar. I never would have believed it. I'm with you. And so we're getting kind of close to the top of the hour. We have a few more things to squeeze in. Do you want to push it for the next hour or you want to hit it now? Well, can you hit the uh, questions of the Duran question and answer of the week? Absolutely, you Dave. You know why? Because it's that time for the Duran question of the week. Uh, it's brought to you by Duran Cigars. When the question is asked, what are you smoking? The answer should be Duran. Duran Cigars combine the best quality tobacco fillers from Nicaragua and Latin America with their super premium Habano Criollo Colorado wrapper. Experience the difference, Duran Cigars. So last week, we wanted to know, who do you think will win the World Series? Results are in. 44%. Dave, 44% could care less. They don't care. Here we go. Not surprised by that. Add me to that list. Yep. 37% thinks Kansas City is going to win the World Series, while 19% say the Mets. Today, we ask, how do you store your cigars? How do you store your cigars? In the cello or do you remove the cellophane? It's the question of the week. It's brought to you by Duran Cigars. And as always, you can vote at thecigarauthority.com just above that Duran advertisement. Again, when the question is asked, what are you smoking? The answer should be Duran Cigars. Experience the difference. Here we go. All right, Barry Stein. A little lame on the questions. Baseball <laughs> and then cello or not cello. You're putting a lot of effort into this. Come on. Step it up, buddy. Step it up. What would Brady do? What would Brady do? Right? Oh, Oh my God. All right. We're going to go to break. And when we come back, we're going to light up another cigar that claims it has the taste of a classic Cuban cigar. Okay? Actually, it's called the classic Cuban, and it costs around $3 per cigar. We're smoking cigars in the $20 range right now, back-to-back, and they're very, very similar. Uh, We're going to give you, actually, our final decision so we can uh, smoke the rest of this during the break. But when we come back, we're going to give you that. We've got some mailbags. Gentleman Chuck Morrison is here. Nobody else, (laughs) but Gentleman Chuck Morrison here being debonair. 
And um, we got cigar news and lots more. Uh, you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. And remember, when you're smoking your Cohiba, whether it's the, uh, whether it's the Cuban version or the Dominican, please remember, keep the lid end out of your mouth. We'll be right back with hour number two. Some football players today remind me of Cuban cigars. They're weaker, they talk too much, and they don't pack the same punch they used to. Take it from Mike Ditka, member of Camacho's Board of the Bold, and check out the new Camacho Corojo line of smokes. Built for the expert palate and fine-tuned for maximum flavor impact, consistency, and quality. In a world where the success of a cigar brand is recognized by its flavor comes two that go head-to-head. One man smoking two cigars at the same time. Two rappers united in name, but separated by taste. One cigar known as the natural. The natural is no lightweight. It boasts full flavor and taste. The United Cigar Natural. Now comes the Maduro. Darker and even more bolder. With in-your-face flavor. United Cigar. Nothing could prepare you for what awaits you in the box. Both box-pressed. Both 65 million years in the making. Uh, that may be wrong. Well, I'm going with it anyway. Action. Adventure. And bromance. That's right. Bromance. United Cigar. Available in natural or Maduro. Available only at appointed United Cigar retailer shops nationwide. Rated D for delicious. Under 18, not admitted even with a parent. United Cigars. You don't have to choose. Smoke them both. Founded in 1989 by Mariana and Nestor Miranda, Miami Cigar & Company proudly celebrates their 25th anniversary with the release of their flagship brand, the Nestor Miranda Collection. Made in Esteli, Nicaragua by Don Pepin Garcia, the collection is available in three distinct wrappers aimed to please even the toughest critic. Nestor Miranda Collection. You only get one life. How will you live yours? This is Jonathan Carney with the Florida Vancana. I'm J.R. Dominguez. This is John Hart. This is Victor Vitale. Hi, this is Pete Johnson. Steve Saka. Hi, this is Phil Zangi. This it's a little bit of shake. Is the Cigar Authority. And Ray. The authority on everything cigar. In. Get used to hearing it. And out of the cigar industry. Do it. With your hosts. That's a lovely accent you have. David Garofalo. New Jersey. Austria. Austria. <laughs> Well then, good day, mate. Let's put another shrimp on the barbie. Mr. Jonathan. Dear Lord, baby Jesus, or as our brothers to the south call you, hey Zeus, we thank you so much for this bountiful harvest of Domino's, KFC, and the always delicious Taco Bell. Barry Stein. That's what I love about these high school girls. I get older, they stay the same age. <laughs> and Chuck Morrison. Is this your place? No, 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 no. No, I live with my mom. Oh. Yeah. You hungry? Hey, Ma! we get some meatloaf? It's time to light them up. There's no smoking in here. It's time. Oh, it's all right, darling. I'm a volunteer fireman. For the Cigar Authority. Hey, shake it back, Shake it back! Do it. And we're back with our number two broadcasting live from the LaFleur Dominicana Cigar Studios. And t- today at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. Cigar news, good and bad. Gentleman Chuck Morrison is here. Nobody else is. <laughs> 
Uh, new cigars hitting the shelves and uh, a cigar that claims to be smoking like a classic Cuban. And we'll be the judge of that. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. Dave, you're listening to the Cigar Authority, the only radio show in the U.S. and, yes, the entire world that is always bro- broadcast on location. This week, we're high atop our headquarters in Salem, New Hampshire. Uh, and we're the only show, proud to say, that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist, we demand, demand it. Light up with us. You can tune in at thecigarauthority.com where you can watch us live or catch us on Rewind on the podcast. On demand anytime. Simply find us on YouTube or iTunes where you can set it and forget it on both. What an interesting experiment uh, of trying the Cuban Cohiba versus the Dominican Cohiba. Not what I thought it was going to be, and I I, I worry about... um, my authority level of people are going to think less of me because uh, I actually should have thought the Cuban cigar was all that. Uh, going into it, I always considered the Cuban, the Dominican Cohiba brand as a knockoff, basically. They stole the name sure. from them, and uh, that's what they were making a living off of, and it no way resembled the Cuban counterpart at all. 30 years in the cigar business. 30 years in the cigar business, that's what I thought up until right now. Yeah. So uh, I was wrong. Uh, they are very, very similar. Uh, here's what I have down for uh, my notes. The Dominican Cohiba uh, burned a little faster. The draw was easier, therefore I got more when I, when I drew it out of. So that's probably a big part of it. The ring gauge is slightly smaller. The other one was packed more. So that's the reason behind it. Um, the... Uh, the aging of the tobacco of the Dominican Cohiba was aged longer. You can tell by the burn line yep. of it um, and, and how it's uh, burning even and smoking well. It's about aged tobacco. It matters. We're not talking about aging a cigar once it's formed in a cigar. It's the tobacco itself as it was done. So this is what I see that's happening here. Um, the ash on the cigar, dramatically different. We have uh, a white ash when it comes to the Dominican version and a very uh, dark ash, dramatically darker, uh, when it comes to the, the Cuban version. Does that mean anything? No, but it's going to help you detect when you're smoking a real Cuban cigar that the ash is usually pretty black when it comes on there, and it has to do with the soil content, from what I understand. When we look at the Cuban version of it, as I say, it burns slower than the Dominican version. Uh, the ash was, was black. The draw was much tighter. Uh, you see that a lot in the cigars. Are they packing them full? Are they um, not ro- using a draw testing machine or whatever? It's tight. It's more tight than it should be. Um, I don't enjoy a tight draw on a cigar. I don't want to fight with it and no. try to get it uh, going. Um, and aesthetically... I believe the Cuban version looked prettier than the Dominican version of it. When you took it out of the tube, even the tube itself, aesthetically, it was better looking than it. But they're both $20 cigars, and uh, that's what I have. Do you have anything to add no, to that? No, I'm going to co-sign that, Dave. I agree yeah. with everything you said. Uh, one of our members here in the audience, Frank Corey, mentioned a, a leathery finish uh, on, on the Dominican version. Definitely have that, and that leathery finish is also there for me on the Cuban. So, um, you know, I think we're really we're trying to – at least what I'm trying to communicate for our listeners is, you know, that flavor. What's the difference in flavor or strength? Man, Dominican may be a little bit stronger, a little bit more. Not yeah. much. I mean, just yeah. we're talking just the slightest edge there. And as far as flavor goes, man, I mean, if I had a blindfold on and I'm going back and forth aside from the side, the feel, the, the feel of the cigars being different sizes, taste-wise, they're almost identical. Yeah. I mean, they really are. 
And, and I believe that's what they were trying to do, is trying to emulate it. And I, if that's what they were trying to do, they did a damn good job. Uh, I'm sorry I didn't do this many, many years ago, but I, I waited till I could legally have the Cuban cigar and go through it, and I'm just trying to do the right thing. Yeah. But I'm going to put it down, and I'm going to call it uh, a pretty much a draw. It's a draw? It's a draw, and, and it's so lame of me, know. you know, that um, I don't know. I, I hope I don't lose credibility to it, but when you want to make the argument with me, please smoke them both yeah. as close to size as you possibly can. Let them age, be in the same humidity temperature, everything as much as possible, go through the process, and then tell me how wrong I was. But right. there's two of us that are agreeing that much. Yeah, and I, I've got no dog in this fight, right? Yeah. I mean, neither do you. But neither do I. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm selling one of them now, and I'm, I will be selling the other one, and the other one's going to sell like crazy when it comes out. Uh, so here we go. This is um, the uh, next cigar that we're going to smoke. Oh, okay. And... Um, this is something that uh, is a low price cigar. We're, we're talking by the box, $2.39. $2.39. This is the Robusto um, made in the Dominican Republic. This is the um, classic Cuban. Uh, the classic brand has a classic Maduro, a classic Connecticut. Uh, there used to be a classic Cameroon, not anymore and a classic Cuban. And the idea of this was to emulate the classic taste of Cuban tobacco for a super low price. When I say super low price, we're talking a tenth of the price. (laughs) So uh, part of me is going to say, as I'm smoking it, is it ten times worse, or is the the other Cohibas ten times better than this cigar? Ten times better. Right. Would I, if I only had $20, would I like ten of these or eight of these instead of one of those? We'll see. All right. So uh, the classic Cuban cigar. Let's give it a cut and light and see what it's all about. Right now, it's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting is brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand, while all other cigar brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered their price. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. They never claim to be a taste of a Cuban cigar, although they have Habano, but that has to be with the Habano leaf or anything like this. This cigar claims to actually taste like a Cuban cigar for $2.39. Well, we're testing it at the perfect point in time here, coming off literally a Cuban and a... uh... Dominican that tasted similar to each other. Yep. Very much similar. Very, very much. I'm smelling the exterior of the cigar, Dave. Oh, yeah, okay. Kind of similar to what we had before, right? Of the Uh, Cuban? Yep. A little bit, yeah. I, barnyardy, you know. Yeah, both of them actually smell the same on the outside, and inside more of the sweetness of the Dominican. A raisiny, right? yep. Yeah. yeah. And if you, if you, I'm not sure if you cut yours yet, or even the pre-light on the pre-light, a um, little sweet. Yeah. So more of the Dominican Cohiba. Yeah. Yep. Okay, we're going to give it a light, and, and we're going to use the bomber. Yes, baby. This is the, uh, the black jet bomber. Black. Yeah, babe. Uh, the Jet Black Vertical Bomber, Dave. This thing also, as we know, for uh, Vertical to do tri- triple that, that feature, the Triple Jet Lighter. It's got the, uh, the mirror on the cap, so it helps you as you're lighting your cigar, making sure that you're getting a nice, even lit all around. It's got the patent-pending big-ass tank, yeah. and it's got that punch cutter on the bottom. So uh, a lot of value, for the, a lot of bang, a lot of features going on within this uh, lighter here. You would think, I mean, you know, as a consumer, we know what's out there in the market, something of this similar uh, Style, function, compatibility, all that, 
49, maybe 59 bucks. Nope, for this right here, 29.99. 20, 29 or 24? Is it 24? Is it 24? I think it was 24.99. 24.99. 24.99. I'm sorry, even better. Yeah. Half the price, 24.99. So, Vertigo. inexpensive lighter that that acts like a expensive lighter and an inexpensive cigar that claims it acts like the Cuban. What was uh, the cost again for per cigar? Two dollars and thirty nine cents by the box. All right. Two eighty nine if you bought a single. I'm a value guy, so here we go. I'm rooting for him. I'm rooting for. I'm rooting for the classic right now. We'll see though. What do you got? It's milder. It's milder than both. Yeah. So how can it be so inexpensive, first off? How can it be so inexpensive? How can a cigar actually be under $3 to begin with? We know S-Chip comes in at $0.42. Cents. Yep. It comes in a box. It's not a bundle cigar brand. It's Th- a box of, yeah, it's a box of cigars. Yeah, I was going to guess bundle on it. No. Um, it has a band on it. It uh, is a cellophane cigar. It has... Uh, you know, a nice look to it. The wrapper, uh, I'm going to say the wrapper is better than all three. Absolutely it's, agree. It's the best of the three. It looks better than both Cohibas. T- I 100% agree. And what's the size on this, Dave? This is a Robusto, 5 by 50 Okay. So how can, it, how can it be that price? You know, it, it seems like it's impossible to end up being that way. And I'll tell you, it is a mixed-filled cigar meaning it's not long-filled. It's mixed from making other cigars. So let's say they were making Cohibas. It's not the case, but let's say they were making Cohibas. And as they make it, you notice every single cigar is the same size. They put it in this little um, guillotine type of machine, and they, uh, by hand, cut it and trim it down. So all the pieces that come off of making a cigar... They don't waste anything. They same put, tobacco. Same tobacco. They put it aside, and they're going to make some make something else with that. Usually, a mixed fill or short filled cigar. And there's a difference between a mixed fill and a short filled cigar too. A mixed filled cigar is using long and short filler tobaccos. Okay. A short filler tobacco is just that, just little pieces. That's it. Usually, machine made cigars will use just all short filler. Sometimes paper that wraps around the, around it and holds it together, or even in some cases, real tobacco that wraps around it holds it as a binder. Maybe a multiple binder that holds it. In this case, uh, it's it's two binders that's holding mixed filled tobacco, long fill binders that's holding some short fill, some long longer pieces to do it. So uh, what usually happens in a cigar, um, like a mixed-field cigar, is it burns faster because there's smaller pieces in it, um, lots more airflow. The drawer is easy, effortless airflow draw. Yeah, yeah. That's what we have here. So, Good draw, great draw. Yeah. Yep. Usually going to be a great draw. Yep. You know, hard to get a, a blockage in a something that's using shorter fill. There's some way that the – Airflow is going to go through, so you you kind of kind of guaranteed that that's going to happen. Right. So definitely, there's definitely a different um, finish on these. Yeah. I, I'm almost tempted to say better, but maybe that's just me. I, it's it's creamy, which I like. It's, yeah. It's my. It's not it's milder. Yeah. It's milder than both. 
So we, we take the Dominican cigar being the fuller-bodied of the two. A step down would be the Cuban Cohiba, and a step down from that in strength is going to be the classic early on. We're early, we're early on. Yep. But I, I see already how much faster the cigar is burning. So say you got an hour to smoke a cigar. We had an hour in the last hour. We're smoking two at the same time, so we didn't get all the way through, but we got pretty, pretty good. Yeah. Um, this is going to actually burn faster. We probably won't make it through the hour. We're going to be nubbing it at the end or whatever. Um, so you got to, and we're smoking the Robusto. Yeah. Um, you know, if there was a Toro of this, uh, and the reason why we picked the Robusto is that's what went out to everybody in the care package. They have one of these cigars. So we want to smoke the same exact one they're smoking. Um, so this had an inch less in length to begin with. So you got to imagine... Uh, we should lose 20% of our time automatically because yeah. we went to the smaller size. So uh, is it going to be 20% faster? Absolutely, for sure. Maybe even faster than that. Uh, and we'll see as it, go- as it goes on. Um, but right now is actually time for this Classic Day in Classic History. This is a sponsor. This Classic Day in Classic History brought to you by Classic Cigars. You've heard of epic rap battles. But now it's time for the epic battle. Wow. It's kind of intimidating to be in the presence of so many great athletes. For this day. Tell anyone about this, I'll kill you. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. In Classic History. is looking at you, kid. Brought to you by Classic Cigars. Nervous? Yes. All classic cigars are handmade and imported from the Dominican Republic, and every cigar is priced under, get this, under $3 per cigar. You like that, baby? Let him know where I came from, yeah! Choose any blend, including the Classic Connecticut for its mild and smooth taste, the Classic Maduro for its bold and spicy flavor, or the Classic Cuban for its sweet, sun-grown, and nutty overtones. That's Undertones, you idiot! Whichever classic you choose, it's a classic cigar. Available at twoguyscigars.com. That's twoguyscigars.com. Celebrate today with a classic cigar. And it's the closest with going o- without going over on the date. Born today, October 31st, Halloween. They were born on Halloween. Christopher Columbus, Italian explorer. A navigator who sponsored the Spanish crown set out to claim the East Indies. His voyage resulted in Spanish colonies of the America, American continent, also known as the New World. Although some say he was not the first European explorer to reach America, his voyage um, insulated Spain colonies on October 12, 1492. His four voyages searches of the East Indies were particularly inspired by the writings of Marco Polo, who caused him to close his eyes and walk around a swimming pool uh, reciting his name. <laughs> Marco! <laughs> uh, Christopher Columbus, born today. What year, Barry Stein? Barry, you're up, buddy. That- Our champion, Barry Stein. Nothing. Mr. Uh, Jonathan, what do you have for a year? Nothing, nothing. nothing from Mr. Jonathan I'm liking either. my odds here, there fellas. There we go. So <laughs> Chuck Morrison, what year? Christopher Columbus born. i got to go with 1,300, Dave. 1,300 is, <laughs> you get it, 13. That was 1,451, but you got the win there, Chuck. <laughs> so one to nothing to nothing. Over to you, Mr. Jonathan. Today is the birthday of Rob Van Winkle. Rob Van Winkle. Rob Van Winkle. All right, that's an AKA. What's his, what's his acting name? Oh, man, I know this. Is you it know Dick it. Van Dyke? It's not Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> it's Vanilla Ice. 
What? Vanilla Ice is Rob Van Winkle. And did the rap stardom in, the ni- in 1990 after a single Ice Ice Baby became the first hip-hop song to reach the top of the Billboard charts. He won three motor- motocross titles in Grand National Championship, broke his ankle. Uh, he got his name while performing with a breakdance troupe. His romantic involvement with Madonna in 1990 lasted less than a year. It is Vanilla Ice's birthday today, Mr. Jonathan. What year was he born? I like to dance with men. There we go. <laughs> Nothing for Mr. Jonathan. Chuck, what year was he born? I'm going to go with 1950, Dave. 1950. <laughs> and how about you, Barry Stein? Oh, no response from Barry Stein. Chuck gets it. It's 1967. Chuck, 2-0 to zero to 0. I'm liking this, Dave. Yeah, you're, you're wiping them. And you're playing it safe. Oh, yeah. This is to you. All right. Uh, Rob Schneider. Movie yeah, actor great. Rob Schneider. SNL. Popularized the phrase, you can do it, in the Adam, Fan- Adam Sandler film Waterboy. He also featured in, in the uh, comedic film Deuce Bigelow, Male Gigolo, in which he played a des- uh, destitute fish tank cleaner in search for his love. Early in his career, he uh, was a writer and cast member of Saturday Night Live. He starred in Hot Chicks, Grown, grown Ups, he also appeared with Drew Barrymore in 50 First Dates. Rob Schneider, born today, what year? He was born in 1940. 1940. <laughs> How about you guys? <laughs> Nothing? Okay, Chuck gets that point, too. It's 1963, but Chuck. Rolling. Rolling. I think Three I might shut him out. This might be a new championship. Uh, John Candy is celebrating his oh, birthday. One of the best. Late great. One of the best. Lovable comedian from Uncle Buck. The great outdoors, space balls, planes, trains, and automobiles who died too young. Other films included National Lampoon's Vacation, um, The Rescue Down Under, Cool Runnings, Wagons East, and The Blues Brothers. Born today, the late, great John Candy. Candy was born in 1901. 1901, we'll take it. (laughs) It's 1950. These guys couldn't even get close, though. Four to nothing, and we have the last one. We're just going to do it for fun because uh, these guys can't catch her. Today is the birth date of Dan Rather. Dan Rather. Dan Rather, news reporter. Correspondent for 60 Minutes 2, who worked as a CBS News anchor for 24 years. During uh, dedicated award-winning news reporting for CBS, he signed off every evening with the words, Courage. He was the first network news journalist to report that John F. Kennedy was assassinated. Born today, Dan Rather, what year? Just so no one thinks I'm cheating, I wrote it down. 1862. 1862 for the win. <laughs> it's way off, but you get five points. It's it's 1931. Oh. 1862. So this classic, a complete shutout. <laughs> a complete shutout. This classic thing, classic history, has been brought to you by Classic Cigars. Available at twoguyscigars.com. That's twoguyscigars.com. Celebrate today, Halloween Day, October 31st, with a classic cigar, and that's what we're doing. A quick reminder, come into any Two Guys Smoke Shop location at Salem, Seabrook, or Nashville, New Hampshire, on your birthday, and they will cut and light a free happy birthday cigar just for you. Congratulations, Chuck. Thank you, sir. It feels good, man. Five for five. So you are the new reigning champion. So let's not forget that next week. Five for five. It's a complete blowout. No cheating. I was all legit. Wrote down my answers. Yep. You know what time it is, Dave. This would be time for Barry to give us his... Bad news, Barry. All right, Barry, what do you got? 
Nothing. Wow. Yeah. All right. well, I guess I'll take <laughs> no over. No bad news. There we go. Well, the bad news is Barry isn't here. Mr. Jonathan isn't here. But the good news, you got Dave and I. So we're coming through strong for you. Dave, there's been some bad cigar news uh, hitting the press this week. First off, uh, this week, Patterson, New Jersey. I'm calling you out, Patterson. Raised the legal age to purchase tobacco from the state law of 19 up to 21 years of age. In our neighboring state of New England, Vermont, its largest city, Burlington, is set to vote on a smoking ban that's been approved by, get this, the Burlington Ordinance Committee. The city council, rarity here, yep. city council will vote on the matter at its next hearing. And they're going to make the decision for their people. <sighs> Man, it just boils my blood. All right, in New York, Democrat councilman, surprise, surprise, yeah. Donovan Richards of Queens is proposing a smoking ban in all of New York City Housing Authority apartments as well as city-financed affordable housing. This measure comes via a push by the federal government to ban smoking in all public housing. If passed, New York City is going to join places like Philadelphia and Albany, New York. The poor people can't smoke in their own houses. Give it to the poor people, right? Take it away from right. them. They got nothing to begin with anyway, so take away their privileges. Absolutely. What better person to take away that privilege than a city councilman? There we go. Yeah. God damn it. It's unbelievable. Uh, and, uh, yeah, good news is, again, uh, you got Dave and I today. That's there we the go. Good news. That's the good news, and that's the, all the good news we have? That's it. That's it. So, uh, Chuck and Mr. Jonathan, I mean, Mr. Jonathan and Barry, not here. It's crazy. Leaving us hanging. But we're smoking Cuban cigars. Hey, we we're are. smoking Cohibas. We're smoking Cuban classics. Uh, my ash fell off. Yep. That's one thing I'm going to tell you on the negative thing on, on a mix filler also. It doesn't hold a long ash. The ash falls off. Mm. So. And speaking of the ash, it's definitely uh, it's more like the Dominican where it's that whitey, silvery color. Um, yeah. And as far as that, that maturity line or that, I call it the tree line. I like yeah. the analogy you gave of looking at that line is kind of like a tree would have rings to distinguish yeah. its age. We're looking at that as well. Um, it's, it's, I think it's a little bit thicker than what we saw in the Dominican and on the, uh, yeah. on the Cuban. So a little young no. when it comes, when it comes to that. Just a little bit. Yeah. Um, mine's going pretty good. My, my, uh, line is pretty tight. Came from the same box, but it's, it's, it's pretty good, but the ashes fell off it. So, uh, it's burning faster. It's burning lighter. Mm-hmm. Um, does it have some of those subtle subtleness to it? Yes. Big time, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It, I it, like this. It's a JV, you know, it's junior varsity. It's not quite, you know, um, a long-filled cigar. Sure. But, but you're paying $2.38. Yeah, I mean, if yeah. you're expecting, you know, a $20 smoke here, uh, you know. It isn't a $20 smoke, uh, but it's it's unbelievable, but that kind of price, man. Under three dollars. Yeah, this across cigars. the board, it's a grand slam. This beats cigars that are, you know, three times its price. Yeah. So we're we're of course talking about the price aspect to it because it's a, it's a big factor. Uh, but if if you were to say uh, let's take price out of the game, and we don't know what these cigars were, and we were blind tasting each one, it's lighter. The ashes and holding is it, firm. It's softer because it's certainly a mix fill. So it's not packed tight. It's burning faster. So I'm going to go and say it's the worst of the three yeah. as far as uh, value uh, without knowing the price. You, you add the price into it, it's a different game. It's a different game all enti- Yeah, entirely different game. Do you want eight or nine of these or do you want one of those? Uh, if I'm only going to smoke I know one cigar, yeah. yeah. If, you, if you're smoking lots of cigars, I mean, it comes down to that. If you're smoking one cigar a week, 
go for it, right? If, yeah. If, if you eat a lot of food, you eat a lot of meat or something, sometimes you're having hot dogs too, and you're, you're okay with it. You are pretty much a vegetarian. You eat meat a couple of times a year. Have the filet mignon. Oh, absolutely. Have, you know, go for the top thing. Uh, but if you if you and this is how I see it in the retail establishment. I mean, I work retail all the time. Guys that smoke lots and lots of cigars buy bundles and buy less expensive cigars, like a classic cigar, because they smoke so many of them. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it has to do with price. It's price driven at that point. But not bad. Not bad. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Nope. Next week we're gonna see. A new cigar that hasn't been smoked out there by only a handful of people, including retailers who bought the brand, haven't even smoked the cigar yet. This is Sober Mesa. This is Steve Saka, who uh, has been a good friend for many, many years, and um, he uh, has had multiple jobs in the cigar industry, one including being the president of Drew Estates. Millions and millions of cigars. Uh, he worked directly with Nick Melillo, um, with the El Wawense cigar, um, with Drew Estates when they did Liga Pravada together. Right. And um, everybody is, is um, I would say, the most, in, most anticipated cigar to come out will come out this week coming, cool. next, on next Saturday show. On our show. On our show. And um, we will smoke the Sober Mesa and give him our honest opinion because that's all we have is our honesty as we go through it. Um, and we'll have the people from Cigar Cartel joining us, smoking that for the first time. But we're smoking two cigars during the show. Will Barry or Mr. Jonathan be there next week? I have no idea. I don't know. Let's, have let's no idea. I will be here. I'll be here. Okay. So uh, we're going to prepare for them not being here. <laughs> but you know what? The perfect guest to have on is Steve Saka yeah. because he can talk more than I can. That guy can go and go. There's not a problem. Uh, he could do the show by himself, and we can actually sit back right, and, right. And, and relax because he can, he can certainly go. So uh, I look forward to it. Right now it's time to take a peek into the asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars. They're coming to take me away, ha-ha. They're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha. To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. And I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats. And they're coming to take me away, It's time for news from the Insane Asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true, or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the absolutely insane 8x80 Asylum Cigars. And apologies in advance, guys. I did not write the story. I'll do my best to read it. We actually had to bring up Jess earlier to come up and uh, help proofread this. But, again, this is courtesy of our absentee, Barry Barry Stein. So, this week, the government has announced that processed meats can cause cancer. And while bacon hasn't yet been, been banned, we decided to look at some of the insane things that have been banned around the globe. In Australia, this is my favorite one. In Australia, if you like small breasted women, you may be just out of luck as adult videos with small breasted women is illegal. How is it illegal? Crazy, right? <laughs> just north in China, the sale of video game consoles has been banned despite making the vast majority of them. Crazy. In Russia, emo clothing, I had to Google it, emo clothing has been deemed illegal, while in Denmark, Ovaltine 
Ovaltine oh my God. is considered contraband. It, that's considered sacrilegious to ban it. Oh, but here's the punchline. If we take all those laws and make them global video game-loving emo girls with acne would cease to exist, and the world would have been spared of Tori Amos. That's I, not only insane, it's asylum. It is. And I don't even know what it means. But me it's crazy. Now. It's crazy. Maybe that's the point. Maybe that's why. Yeah, I think. I'm going with it anyway. So, Chuck, I'm going to tell you what I did while you were reading that. I lit up my Cuban Cohiba. Okay. Because now I had enough left on it. They're actually close to where they were, so I had an hour into that, a half hour into this, actually burning about twice as fast, but you've got to add an extra inch to the cigar because it was only five inches to begin with. And I'm going back and back, back and forth to that. Yeah. Yeah. Looking for similarities. I urge you to do it. We're going to go to All break right. in a minute. Well, we don't. Anything in there immediately right off the bat? The classic Cuban is milder than there, but there again are similarities to, I don't want to smoke it with the Dominican because I want to go Cuban versus Cuban, Cohiba versus classic of what it is. There's something there. Somebody, the blender, has tried to accomplish what they have accomplished. There's similarities to it, of flavor similarities. So uh, we'll do it during the break. I want you to do it, and we'll come back and uh, see if Chuck's got the same thing uh, on that. When we come back, uh, Mr. Jonathan is gone again. And so is Barry. So uh, I'm going to try to get through the tweets of the week, which they wrote. Uh, we'll take a peek. Pick at, we'll take a peek at the calendar. And gentleman Chuck Morrison is debonair. He's here, and we'll be back in just minutes. We're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. Savor this moment, the sparks of conversation, the anticipation of that first draw. Savor the story shared over a cigar like this, a cigar that makes this moment classic. The Avo Classic. Savor a composition of handcrafted Dominican leaf, graced with notes of 25-year-old tobacco. Richly complex, yet remarkably smooth. Savor a harmony of creamy, balanced flavors. A duet of two cigar virtuosos, jazz and cigar legend Avo Uvesian and master blender Hendrik Kellner. A cigar meant to be shared with friends old and new. The Avo Classic. Savor every note. Visit your local tobacconist or see the complete AVO line at avo.com. I'd like to file a missing persons report. I've lost my one true love. Uh, what does she look like? She is like no other. Her skin, dark, simply gorgeous. Not slender, but firm to the touch. Well, we'll do everything we can for you, sir. The night we met over a fine scotch, it was love at first sight. Details. I need details, sir. Well, she's about five and a half inches tall. You mean five feet tall? No, inches. Oh, she's a mid, a dwarf, uh, a little person. No, she's a cigar. Ah, right, sir. Is she a Fleur de Lorraine cigar? The cigar that men around the world are falling in love with? Yes. 
Oh, I've seen this before. Louie! Yeah? Uh, get him a Fleur de Lorraine cigar and a list of United Cigar retailers to carry it. Fleur de Lorraine cigars. Simply gorgeous. Available only at appointed United Cigar retailers across the country. Fleur de Lorraine. Stop missing out. Mr. Jonathan, a shadowed figure spinning tunes on records that do not exist. Mr. Jonathan, a young cigar smoker on a crusade to champion the oldies, top 40, and yes, even country, with a host of DJs that operate above the mix. Mr. Jonathan is my dance instructor. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ. Mr. Jonathan is me. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com, your one-stop shop for everything DJ and sound production. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com. He reads the dictionary just for fun. He finds the minutiae of tax preparation enthralling. Years ago, at an open mic night, he was paid just to leave. He is the only man to win a staring contest with the Statue of Liberty. He is so uninteresting to women, he was forced to open a cigar shop to sell to men. He's not even a legend in his own mind. He finds himself boring. His family barely pays attention to him, and his mother refers to him as... Hey you, he is David Garofalo, the least interesting man in the cigar world. Not since Zeno Davidoff has a cigar retailer had a brand named after him. The man himself may be a bore, but the cigar isn't. Garofalo is a premium handmade luxury cigar using U.S. shade wrapper and a blend of Nicaraguan fillers and binder. Complex and very interesting. Garofalo may be the most interesting cigar in the world. It once won a longest ash contest without even being lit. You don't light a Garofalo, it lights you. Its flavor expands on your palate faster than the universe. It has been said that this cigar would be phenomenal as a Maduro, except it's perfect as it is. I always smoke cigars, and when I do, I prefer Garofalo. Keep smoking Garofalo, my friends. Hey, Jack, I finally found a cigar magazine that I like. Really? What's it called? Cigar Journal. What's so great about Cigar Journal? Is it really different from the other magazines? It is. Cigar Journal is all about cigars. None of the nonsense you see in other magazines. Really? Yeah, it has stories, reviews, and the latest news about premium cigars. Is it a little newsletter? No, I think you'll be very impressed. Cigar Journal has beautiful images, a thick cover, and is strictly for the cigar enthusiast. They cover cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. That sounds interesting. Where can I buy it? Cigar Journal is available at local cigar retailers and on the web at www.cigarjournal.co. That's cigarjournal.co. I'll sign up today. This is Jim Young from Davidoff of Geneva, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. And we're back live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Studios. New cigars hitting the shelves, trademarks, and the tweets of the week. And, of course, gentlemen, Chuck Morrison will get debonair. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. We're smoking Cuban cigars. 
brands that are named after Cuban cigars and cigars that are um, supposedly taste like Cuban cigars, the Cuban classic. Uh, during the break, uh, before the break, I actually lit up the Cuban cigar yep. to go head-to-head against the classic Cuban. And uh, during the break, we lit all three of them up. This is the classic three-way. It is. This, good this, call. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the real competition. Right. And uh, it is amazing. It is amazing that these cigars are all so similar than they are. It's crazy. When it comes to the and doing it this way, this is very, very interesting now doing it here and now trying to pick, pick out uh, differences that are happening. The classic Cuban has a cinnamon spice that the other ones don't have. It does. So a little spicy notes to it that I like Yeah. Um, that are here on this cigar and not the others. And here's, here's the ultimate question, Dave. Let's talk about price for a second. So the Dominican and the Cuban – are approximately twenty dollars each. Yes. The classic Cuban, two thirty eight. Was that the two, price? Two thirty nine. Two thirty nine. Um, so the question is: are, Is the Dominican Cohiba and the Cuban Cohiba worth what eight times as much? Right. As the classic, I gotta say no. I. Uh, these no. are so close, man. Is the long filler better and slower burning? And absolutely, yes, it is. And, and you know, you want to say if it goes twice as fast, which doesn't appear to be twice as fast, but right. would it be worth double the price or something? Well, and, and let's go crazy and say double. So it should be $5 if you said you $239. If it, $20, you know, and that's how premium cigars are. As we get better into premium cigars, you get to um, a premium cigar all of which are premium cigars. You get, and you, you want to go and say that the long-filled, say there was a classic long-fill. Is it twice as good as the short filler? Yeah, it's not twice as good, but it's better. It's burning slower. Yeah. But, but maybe call it twice as good because it burned so much slower. You, you get into a $5 cigar to a $10 cigar. Now, what is the difference there? It is minute. You get a $10 cigar to a $20 cigar, it is, I mean, you've got to be a real aficionado to dictate the difference of the dramatic difference, which is very, very slight, of a 10 to a $20 cigar. Uh, you've got to really like it and care to get the best possible thing you can get. How about let's take a, um, a cut of meat, you know, back to Mr. Jonathan's cut of meat or something, yeah, and you yeah. get choice, prime, and whatever, and the price is dramatically different. Is it twice as good? It costs twice as much. Is it twice as good? It's a little bit better. It's, you know, yeah. or whatever, but does it get to that degree? Uh, you know, you go to a fancy steakhouse and get a $50 steak as opposed to a $20 steak at Long- Longhorn or something like that. Is it two and a half times better? No. It's better, yeah. but it's not that much better. Good call, man. So I like that. that that's what I'm equating it to as, as I go through it. Um, but, it's, again, looking for distinctions or differences, it's a tough challenge. Yeah. It really is. Um, they did a good job with this. And I know you asked a question uh, from the chat box during the break or something, who is making classic cigars. Yeah. They would like to remain anonymous, the, the, the factory that does it, okay. because they make high-end cigars, and these are the pieces left over from the high-end cigar. And what they don't want to happen is if, if it was advertised as this is the maker of brand X – and here's the low-priced version. The people would get off Brand X and go to this because it's not that dramatically different than what it is. Interesting. So uh, you see a lot of that. Um, that they would rather not say when it comes. They're proud of it, I'm sure, uh, but they don't uh, want you to jump ship and go to that. Hey, man, I respect uh, that. Listen, we sell cigars for a living. I don't care what cigars you buy. I want you to buy them from me, and that's it, <laughs> and it doesn't matter. Uh, 
uh, and I want you to understand that as we have the Cigar, Cigar Authority show. And there's other great podcasts that are out there. Uh, the unique thing of the Cigar Authority is we are retailers. And we don't hide it. We, we say that that's what we are. The show is not the retail, uh, it's not the Two Guys Smoke Shop radio show or anything like that. Um, we buy our cigars. We pay for them. Um, and short of having advertisers and, and uh, both Cohiba, Dominican Republic, and uh, which is General Cigar and Classic are advertisers on here, uh, the Cuban one is not. We don't have Habanos as an advertiser. But... You know, we tell the advertiser as they are joining us in advertising that it will not sway us. And we do tell them that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not, it doesn't mean we're going to carry a brand. It doesn't mean we, it's, it's separate from each other. We try to keep it as separate from each other. And it's always on our mind as, yeah. we're, as we're, we're doing it that uh, we're not going to smoke your cigar and say it's the greatest cigar in the world because you're an advertiser on the show. I'm sorry that's not... Part of it, your advertising is your advertising, and hopefully other stores will buy it. Hopefully they'll buy it across the country or across the world. Yeah. Um, it's not what happens in these four walls by any means. So. Yeah, you're advertising to reach a very niche audience, which is, hey, surprise, cigar smokers. Yeah, so, so when, you know, I, I'm sure I'm buying more cigars than cigar aficionado buys <laughs> of your brand, that's for sure. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, but yet, yet you're spending the advertising on them. Well, look at us as, as advertiser, advertising, uh, a separate thing. Anyway, so new cigars hitting the shelves. What do you got? All right. Well, each week we share the latest news, uh, newest cigars to arrive at Two Guys. Two guys I mean, uh, try this again. Each week we share the newest cigars to arrive at twoguyscigars.com. And this week, those editions, Barry's, are? Nothing. I got nothing, Dave. He was yeah. sick, which tells me he puts that together at the last minute. He didn't have a last minute. He ended up leaving sick, and yeah. that was the end of it. So Literally, it's blank. So I've got nothing there. But new trademarks, we do have a few. Uh, La Aurora files for Color Dots and Clique. Clique. Is that, is that one clique. brand or two brands? Uh, it's filed both under cigars, but flavored, and tobacco. Two separate brands. Color Dots is one? Yes. And Clique. Clique. C-L-I-Q-U-E. Okay. Clique. Um, Club Cubano Cigars filed... Color Dots. Isn't that weird? Yeah, it's kind of weird. Uh, Club, Club Cubano Cigars files for Aura Dominicana... And finally, Max Roar Inc., a.k.a. Altidus USA, files for Politico. Politico? Politico. That is weird. Yeah. What's up with that? Timely. Mm. Timely. So, uh, yeah, those are the newest trademarks to be filed. Okay. So well, while you're enjoying life to its fullest, it's important to be debonair, gentleman-like. How to be more debonair is gentleman Chuck Morrison. Do you need a gentleman? Gentleman, I'm a gentleman. You need a gentleman? <laughs> you wouldn't want to call me a gentleman. Ladies, fasten your seatbelts, switch on your electronic devices, and pump up the volume. You need a gentleman? And this is The Gentleman's Way. It's brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. Debonair Cigars provide its clients with suspension of reality. Time spent smoking a debonair can never be subtracted from one's life. Dave, you know what today is? Halloween. Halloween. Today's Gentleman's Guide to Halloween. Very simple here. We got a short list of three. However, I, being debonair, decided to extend a little bit. 
in case we were hurting for content without the uh, presence of two of our fine hosts. So number one here is to do pumpkins and only pumpkins. Once upon a time, Dave, there were no orange lights, no inflatable ghosts the size of your house, and no lawn graveyards. There were just pumpkins carved into jack-o'-lanterns, ready to be thrown out in the trash bin the next day. Those were the simple times, the nice times. Let's do that again. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Number two, make the kids' costumes work for you. Look, did your parents spend 40 minutes sewing together a detailed Cinderella dress? Yeah, mine mine neither. (laughs) A little face paint and an old dress went a long way. If the kids must dress up, and look, they must, put them in something useful. For example, a painter's bodysuit or mechanic's overalls. Look it. It will be perfect for after Halloween when you need them to do some chores. Yeah, absolutely. Lastly here, safety first. And no, I'm not talking about the obvious flashlights. I'm talking about for any of your spawn under, say, the age of 35, incorporate a leash into the costume. All right? A leash into the costume. Uh, little Bobby could be a dog with Mummy holding a leash. Madison could be a monkey with a tail that Mummy holds on to. Paxton, ah. he could be an astronaut with the space tether that holds mom together. Susie, Rapunzel, with here, that also acts as a leash. Oh. The key here is leash because of sanity. That's the Gentleman's Way. It's brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. The question always is, gentlemen, are you debonair enough? We used to do lame costumes when I was a kid. I mean, it was, you know... Yeah, stuff that was around the house, just like you're saying, and there was no going to the store and buying it. And no, he, you know, it was I come home from school and put this thing together and yeah. get creative. Yeah, and it, and it was a good thing. But they got some wild stuff out there. Oh my! So yesterday, uh, my daughter Cadence, who's in kindergarten, um, they had like a parade at the school, so we got an invitation. All right, I guess we'll go. So it was like two o'clock, and the whole like from from K through fifth grade, all the kids were dressed up in costumes, and they basically paraded around the school. And Dave, the costumes. Oh my God! Yeah, I mean, elaborate. They, 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 elaborate. Like, yeah. how much did you spend on this costume? Mm. Crazy, crazy. Oh my God. Well, there it is. I don't know if that's debonair or not, but yeah. that's what it's. That's what it's become. All right, taking a quick look through the calendar. As I told you, Cigar Cartel, which is a uh, Facebook group, uh, is getting together uh, to help launch Steve Saka's Sober Mesa Cigar. That's Dunbar and Tobacco and Trust. The launch will be next Saturday. Tune in. Steve Saka will be here holding court, and uh, we'll tell you about that cigar and the other cigar that he's going to uh, give that day that nobody will probably ever get. Um, that is this Saturday, uh, coming a week from today. The following week, old cigars, and this is uh, something that is going in the care package. So care packages are out already. You can't buy into it. But what we did is include, there was something I had a few hundred of. Hmm. And uh, unfortunately, it was two different sizes. So we're going to smoke actually both sizes because they are different from each other. Uh, but they're two unique cigars that were done, oh, my God, it's got to be 12 years ago. Wow. And it was only done once, and we have it. It's a very special cigar, and I'll tell you the stories behind it and everything, and that'll be next week's show. Uh, the following week, uh, Victor Vitali joins us, and again, we're going to have a, a packed audience. Uh, Chuck, you will be here for it. Um, we are going to have 50 Masons 
the Masons group is going to join us. The Freemasons. So, yes. Nice. So they're going to be here, uh, and they're going to uh, learn a little about cigars and things like that um, after the show, but uh, they're going to sit in during the show also, and uh, Victor's going to hold court for them and uh, teach them about his Tortugas, and uh, we'll have Victor on uh, that show. The following week is the Contenders for the Cigar of the Year. We have put it together. It is complete. And we're going to tell you what we think the best cigars of the year were. And the Contenders Packs will be available at that point. And you will help judge. And it will be on Super Bowl Saturday that we'll announce the Cigar of the Year. The Cigar of the Year. We were the first ones, 1992, that came out with the Cigar of the Year. We continue it. It's continuing. Can, I know other people do it, but this is the one. Can people uh, purchase two contenders packs this year or maybe multiple? And the reason I ask is because of these FDA pending regulations. You know, we, with, the, with your Cigar of the Year, and I love the way you do it, Dave. Yeah. You know, it's, it's new cigars, you know, Cigar of the Year. It'd be the 2015 Cigar of the Year. So oh. it's a cigar that came out, correct? Correct. In 2015. So my point being with the FDA pending some regulations, these cigars might not be available. Right. Forward. That's right. So yeah, they can buy as many as they want. All right. um, I'm I'm pretty sure Barry has something in there where they can only vote once. Okay. With IP address or things like that. And sure, there's ways around it. And sure, sure. Use somebody else's computer and stuff. But stay true to your best you can. And it's not a popularity contest. It's just the most votes end up winning. That's one of the three aspects that happen. So there'll be a winner of popularity. It's going to count. And then we're going to move on to different aspects of it. The person that uh, the cigar that sells the most, it's going to be a, a thing. And then we're going to actually deal with uh, the professionals that work for us. And we're all going to debate it and come up with our best we have. And then we're going to put them all three together and see how it ends up going through. We put a lot into it. so It's, it's the best one out there, man. Yeah, I think so. Uh, we give it the best we can. Uh, that show, we're going to smoke the B.G. Meyer. B.G. Meyer was the cigar of the year last year. Yep. If you never tried B.G. Meyer, I urge you to do it. Great cigar for the money. Um, it came out last year, and um, it, was, it was a great cigar and continues to do so. So uh, we look forward to that and lots more that we're starting to fill up uh, um, as the weeks go on and wrap up the year. So that's what the calendar looks like. Right now it's time for the Tweets of the Week, brought to you by Recluse Cigars. And I got to talk. It's time for the social media segment brought to you by Recluse Cigars. The cigars that were built on social media. All Recluse Cigars go through eight, count them, eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years to guarantee you balanced flavor. Try a Recluse Cigar today. So here's the tweets of the week. One of the biggest mysteries in life is how do porcupines have sex? The only time I've ever had a chip on my shoulder is when I tried to dump an entire bag into my mouth at once. <laughs> total, total random thought. Ever wonder how much different a crowded elevator smells to a midget, uh, dwarf, little person? <laughs> oh. I got invited to a party that was, I was told to dress to kill. Apparently, a turban beard and backpack wasn't what they had in mind. Oh my god. And the funniest tweet I saw all week, gotta love Lamar Odom. Yes. He defined the laws of physics by actually had a hooker in coke save his marriage. It's true. And that's a tweet of the week brought to you 
by Recluse Cigars, rolled and two-bar, the old Cuban way, for an effortless and perfect draw every, every time. time. And that's the Tweets of the Week. Nice I used job. to do the Tweets of the Week, and I stumbled. So It's been a while. They, they take it away from me, but I, I And you didn't stumbled. even write those. You no, know, I, those were handed to you, they, what, minutes before the show? Minutes before the show started, so yep. I did the best I can. So mailbag, Chuck. I want to get to this mailbag. All right. We got a few of them, so we can go as long or short as you want. Actually, we're kind of tight on time, but this is one that we definitely want to get to. The following question, Dave, was submitted through the Contact Us page on thecigarauthority.com. Jason from Millville, Massachusetts, wants to know, Dave, you probably find me annoying, but in capital letters, I saw Barry's post about the Cigars of the Month Club. I was on that for a while. Do you guys do anything like that for the troops? Maybe like how you can sponsor a kid in Africa, but this would be like sponsoring a troop for their cigars. All right. Who sent that? That was Jason from Millville, Massachusetts. Yeah, not annoying at all. Jason, I loved it. I loved it so much, I jumped into action immediately after I saw that. And um, here's what we did. So Two Guys Smoke Shop and Cigars for Warriors have just begun the Cigar Box Drive. So what we're going to do is Two Guys Smoke Shop has three retail shops in New Hampshire, Salem, Seabrook, and Nashville, New Hampshire. We've begun the Cigar Box Drive for Operation Cigars for Warriors. Cigars for Warriors is a top priority uh, in collecting and dispersing premium cigars to the American servicemen and servicewomen serving in combat zones, air, land, and sea. As a way to honor them, show respect, and thank them, uh, we put this thing together. So Cigars for Warriors receives requests uh, from many soldiers who have no one in the U.S. to send care packages to them. Um, so they would receive nothing otherwise. So it's a great thing that they did. Their mission is of great importance as they understand that the fine men and women would uh, like to enjoy well-deserved moments in reassurance and relaxation with and would not have it without the generosity of sponsors and individual donors. And they get lots of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the mental health benefit of premium cigars are unsurpassed by the troops, especially with the consideration that cigars are the number one requested item by the Warriors. Nice. Wow. So what better thing to do? Uh, we ask you to band together with us and give thanks to the servicemen and women by donating not a single cigar, but a full box of cigars to the Cigars for Warriors. If you do so, Two Guys Smoke Shop will not only collect them, but will match box for box for every box of cigars donated, up to 500 boxes. Nice. It begins now and will run till Thanksgiving Day. We are giving thanks to them. We'll collect everything and till November 26, 2015. At that point, match every box that's collected. If there's 500 of them, we'll put 500 boxes in. Wow. And I hope it gets up to 500. Whatever it is, we'll match that. Uh, give thanks to the troops, our warriors, our servicemen and women by buying and donating a full box of premium cigars for the warriors. These donation boxes are set up at each Two Guys Smoke Shop location, and you can even donate online. If you're far away from us and you never can get to us, uh, you can do it by leaving a message in the comment box if you do it online, and all you do in the comment box is say that I am donating this to Cigar for Warriors. We're going to charge you, and we're going to add it to our collection or drop it off at our store or call our toll-free number uh, Monday through Friday, 9 to 5, uh, call 888-2-CIGAR-2. That's our phone number, 888-2-CIGAR-2. That's one 224 4272 I'll say that again. 
888-224-4272. It's 888-2-CIGAR-2. And do that, and we will add that. And thank you. And we'll be thanking our troops by uh, adding another box of cigars. We're going to double it up for you. That's awesome. And uh, we hope that we blow the numbers off of it. And uh, thank you in advance uh, if you're considering doing it. And thank you uh, for giving me that idea. It wasn't a, uh, an annoyance. It was uh, sparked my interest. And, you know, sometimes I need a little nudge, a little help to think of doing something nice. So that's what we'll do. Nice job, Jason. Yes. Thank you very much. And uh and our studio Whoa. audience will do it. All right. Box of Classic, absolutely. It's a best, nice thing. We best do. Listeners, man. We do. So, uh, yeah, thanks for that. And uh, no thanks to uh, Mr. Jonathan Barry Stein, who's not helping us out today, but we got through it. We did, man. We got through the show, so a uh, little worried uh, early on. You, yeah, me, do it, me as well. It's not our first go around, though. We've done it before. our first rodeo. Yeah, I think one of our highest rated shows, Dave, is you and I together. There so. we go. So hey. maybe the same will happen. Um, my, my apologies to the Cuban uh, people out there that love the Cuban cigars. Uh, that they're the best in the world or whatever. I, I got to tell you that the uh, Dominican version was right there yep. and not far behind was the classic Cuban. Seriously. That's, that's the, uh, the, and I know you, you're thinking it's crazy or whatever. Try it. Try it for yourself and, and, and prove me wrong. But you, are you going to prove me right? I, I'm, I'm shocked. I'm shocked. I am. I'm, I, I I enjoyed it. I very much uh, going through this process. And that's what I love about the show is like we actually put it to the test. Yeah. You know, it's not it's not hyperbole. It's not speculation. Like you, you replicated the same environment, so we're comparing yeah. an apple to an apple. Did the best we could. Absolutely. Best man. we could. So uh, looking forward to next week. We got a sold out audience that's coming. Uh, Facebook group called Cigar Cartel. Uh, who will uh, be part of the launch of Sober Mesa with Steve Saka. That's next week. Uh, we'll explain the second cigar on the show, and we'll tell you about that. It'll actually be the first cigar, I think, that we'll smoke, and then we'll get into the launch of Sober Mesa. Good luck to Steve Saka, Dunbarton uh, Tobacco and Trust, and a, uh, hopefully the FDA will stay away from them and they will continue. Till then, you've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. And remember, Dave and everyone else listening, when you're smoking your classic Cuban, remember, keep the lid end out of your mouth. We'll see you next week. Yeah, you want to know what Lenny Clark has to say about two guys smoke shop? Two guys, the two guys smoke shops guys are the nicest guys. And I'll tell you, sometimes you go into a cigar store, you really don't know what you're looking for. It's very intimidating. And a lot of times people have a tendency to be arrogant with you like they know it all. Not the guys. Hey, what? The guys up at the two guys smoke shop. If you're a first time smoker or you're looking for a great, go in and see them. They'll put you at ease. They'll make you feel at home. They'll get you the best cigar you can get for the best deal. You can't beat it. And then whenever I'm in New Hampshire again, if I'm in high-speed police chase or something, I'll stop in and have a smoke with those two guys. Why, thank you, Lenny Clark.